Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to The Daily Sales Show. We bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. I'm your host, Adrian Saya, and today we are here to talk about how to nail your cold prospecting messaging on LinkedIn. Now, you guys don't already know this. LinkedIn is one of the most valuable pieces of, of a platform you can ever use so you can conduct your outreach. Everyone you need to reach out to is usually on LinkedIn, and we're going to talk about how you can reach them effectively and actually get their attention. As always, I'd love to know, where are you guys tuning in from? Throw it in the chat. I'd love to see some of these. We're usually worldwide. And be sure to set your chat to everyone. So do me a favor, click that blue button in your chat and switch it to everyone. That way we can all see what you guys are writing. Now I'm already seeing this blow up. Shout out to Michael from Nicaragua. Thank you so much for joining us here. We got Eric from Boston. Thank you for joining us. And Alex from Brazil. Amazing. Welcome, guys. It's great to have you here. Now, who do we have today as a guest? We have Nick Sproul. He's an SDR leader at Second Nature. Now, Nick, why is including LinkedIn as an outreach channel so important? Yeah, Adrian, thanks for having me today. Um, it's such an important um, channel for outreach because people are bombarded by cold calls, emails. I mean, I spent probably an hour cleaning out my inbox this morning. So um, <laughs> the way to stand out is by having kind of different but effective messaging um, on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Fantastic. So you heard it here. You want to have that effective messaging. You want it to stand out. Well, this is how you can do it. We're going to show you how. But before we be begin, check out our upcoming daily shows. Yes, we do this daily, guys. Also, grab additional resources and tactics from the top 100 sales professionals by scanning this QR code or going to sellbetter.xyz. So be sure to check this out and don't miss out on all this valuable information. Now, we wouldn't be able to do this without our partners. And shout out to Outplay for making these shows even possible. They are fantastic. And also our drop of the day. It's going to be Outplay's 30 Under 30 SDR initiative. You guys don't know about this. They are looking for the top performing SDRs who are under 30. They have this program where if you sign up, you can see if you can win and be recognized as a top SDR in our industry. If you're selected, you will win a Outplay profile, essentially just highlighted on their website, mentorship opportunities, and a chance to network with other top performers in our industry. So be sure to check this out and fill out the link below. Now, what are we going to be talking about today? Now, before I go into this, I want to know who is in the room. This is very important. It helps me tailor the conversation. If I find out there's a lot of AEs, I'm going to be asking AE questions. There's a lot of SDRs. I'm like, yo, Nick, how does an SDR get better at LinkedIn? So be sure to fill this out so I know who is in the room. All right, so what are we going to be touching on? We're going to show you all how to reach out to those prospects on LinkedIn and when is the proper time to reach out, how to craft those messages so that they land in those inbox and they actually get read. And lastly, the best ways to follow up. You sent a message, you're getting a little ghosting vibes. How can we prevent that and make sure that you can actually follow up effectively? 
So I'm already seeing here that we got a lot of SDRs, but also some senior leadership, about nine, maybe 10% senior leadership. Nick, does this surprise you at all? <laughs> no, it definitely, definitely does not surprise me, but it's always good to have some senior leaders in the room. Um, myself, I'm a little bit of both. I do kind of a player coach um, here at Second Nature. So yeah, it's great to see kind of, kind of both. Fantastic, fantastic. So let's get right into it. We know that you want to message on LinkedIn, but there's a lot of avenues people don't actually know about. Can you break some of these down? I know you like to use direct messages, but when should you send a message? Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of kind of direct messaging, obviously, um, no pitch slapping. Um, but uh, some of these other ones, voice notes are a great way to stand out. I can still count probably on two hands how many i've ever received um so really really kind of makes you stand out um the key with which we'll touch on direct messages is that um you want to keep it conversational don't go right into your pitch um be human to human kind of get to know the person a little bit um kind of see if there's any rapport that you can build before before you kind of move on to the next step okay I, I like how you said you got to build rapport and you don't want to pitch slap exactly. So you want to keep it really casual, specifically with those direct messages. How about those voice notes? Do you make them more personable? Do you send them later in the message? Is that something you send first thing? When do you use a voice note? Um, yeah, usually after I, I kind of have a step-by-step -step plan um, when I'm reaching out to people. Um, and usually it'll be that third or kind of fourth step um, on maybe third day, maybe after they accepted the request. Um, drop the voice note. These are typically one-to-ones. So um, yeah, just really makes you stand out um, and it'll make you get noticed by the prospect. They're like, well, this is a new and different way for someone to actually like connect with me and want to talk to me. So, Okay. Now, one of these areas is in mail right i we hear a lot about it especially as a rep you get all these credits and you get told hey if they actually reply you get your credit back which is pretty exciting but no one really knows if this actually works have you found that in mail can be effective it can in certain cases um i think they have to like for us it's like certain triggers so like if i know someone is hiring a, a lot of aes or a lot of sdrs i will specifically mention that now if it's just like a company i'm reaching out to and they're a good persona i usually don't include it um it's because they do take a little bit of time um but uh yeah i like to kind of include it if i have like a specific reason for, for reaching out all right now you said you want to keep it casual especially with the direct messages and i'm actually i'm actually seeing here in the chat mike kennedy is asking when it comes to those messaging and you want to make it personal, what about starting with a question? Have you found that be effective? Um, I mean, occasionally it can, um, but it just depends on what type of question is it about like a certain thing they're doing because that can feel pitchy at times, uh, at, least, at least to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I like to keep it very, very light. Um, I usually just, you should just thank the person for connecting with me. Nice to have you in my network. Um, and then I kind of go into like, oh, how are things going for you just generally? Um, I see. Now, 
we do have about, like I said, like that 9% senior leadership in this room. For those senior leaders who want to teach their SDRs or their AEs how to become better, just better utilizers of LinkedIn, especially in the outreach sense, what should they give their reps as advice? Um, I mean, number one is you got to have the tools in place to make it easier for your workflow. Um, so whether it's Outplay or SalesLoft or outreach whatever you're using, usually you can kind of run those steps. Um, you can do those email steps. You can do your connection request steps um, within a, a sequence or a cadence. Um, so that's kind of point number one. Number two, there are various ways to well, voice notes you have to do in the platform, but if you're sending videos, which we'll touch on later, um, there's various platforms. Um, the average here, we're getting some um, analytics on um, the average that you're doing. So really use all that to gather this data and be able to use it uh, to your advantage. Now, I saw a lot of people in the chat here. They're asking, what are voice notes? People don't know that this exists on LinkedIn. So could you share with the audience, how are you even able to send a voice note? Yeah, typically um, you have to leverage the mobile app where you can drop like a quick little voice note. You want to keep it no more than like 30 seconds. Um, usually I try to keep mine around 15 to 20 seconds if I can. Um, I want it to be quick because it's going to show up on someone's phone in a message about how long it is. So if it's short and to the point, they're more likely to listen to it. Um, unfortunately, you don't get, can't get any analytics on whether they actually listened to it or opened it. Um, but it's just, I think it's just a, such a unique way to stand out. I mean, I first learned about it from Morgan J. Ingram, actually, now that he uses it. Um, but uh, yeah, when I re when I receive them, and like I said, I've been still challenged through hands time I've ever received. Um, makes me want to reply to that person like right away and really listen to kind of what they have to say. That's fantastic. And I actually want to hear from our audience. Put a one in the chat if you guys have used the voice note feature before and put a two if you have not. So I feel like it's very uncommon to actually utilize. Like you said, you've only been given it a handful of times yourself when you've been reached out to. So I'm seeing tons of twos here. Guys, this will change your game. Go ahead and just open up your LinkedIn app on your mobile phone. When you're trying to direct message someone, you'll see a microphone icon and you'll be able to click that and record a message. And once that message is recorded, you can send it on your on their way and it'll come up on their end as a wavelength, like a voice wavelength. And they can hit play and hear what you have to say. It's much more personalized and more likely to hit home for them. So I also want to hear from you guys what are you guys using as a method of messaging? What's your preferred method? You guys like direct messaging? Do you like in-mail? Maybe those voice notes that we talked about <laughs> or video messages. Let me know. Throw it in here. We'd love to hear from you all. Now, Nick, you talked about you have a, a cadence. What does this look like for, for LinkedIn? We talked about this a bit in the pre-call. You said on day one, you like to at least send a note. Can you tell me more about this? Yeah, so... um Assuming that they've accepted it, then that's when I kind of send a message saying like, oh, thanks for connecting with me or nice to meet you virtually. Um, and then sometimes they'll respond, sometimes they won't. Then I'll follow up with a voice note two days after that. 
Um, and then I'll either send on day six, then I'll send either um, a one-to-one -one video or maybe a one-to-many video if they fall into like a certain persona or um, anything like that. Fantastic. I like that. Um, now, do you find that people are usually receptive by day three or do they usually have to go all the way till the end, uh, till, till day six? Kind of 50-50. Usually half will be like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. Nice to kick. You have to send that first note. Okay. Um, and then the other half, like you're literally probably having to get through all of these. Okay. Great. Now I'm actually seeing here, Christopher in the chat is asking, what do you say in your voice note? Well, Christopher, stay till the end of the show because we have a slide specifically for this that you're going to want to see. And I'm excited to cover it. Now, this person connects with you on LinkedIn. You talked about you want, you want to do the day one, you want to send a note. What does that first touch point look like? Can you break this down? Yeah, usually, like I mentioned, um, I usually kind of stick to standard, like, oh, nice to meet you virtually, Nick. Um, or, hey, nice to connect with you. Or if it's like we're in a same networking group or something like that, I might say, like, oh, I see that you're um, nice to officially connect with you. I know we're in the sdrreader.com group together. Um, then I'll kind of get into, like, how are things going for you? Then how is, like, treating you at second nature? And then number four is kind of, like, a specific question to, like, what sort of ways are you leveraging AI with your team? Um, is one example of a question I would ask. Obviously, it would be it would be different for every person and whatever your company does or your product does or what you're trying to connect them on. Okay. So I like how you're leading the conversation there by opening it up with a question, right? You're slowly leading to the value that you provide with the question and keeping the conversation super casual, which I like a lot. And this makes me want to know because 60% of our audience uses direct messaging. That's a lot. And another 30% use in-mail, 3% use voicemail, and 4% use video messages. Now, this to me is very surprising. Guys, we got to really ramp up your voice messaging techniques here and those video messages because they can get you so many more replies. I think it could really do you guys well. Now, when it comes to pitching... When do you like to pitch, Nick? I see that you are introducing the question. When is it a good time for you to pitch? In probably about 75% of the cases, usually when I ask them, like, how is life treating you at XYZ company? Usually that, then that's when they like to go to my profile, then we'll get the company, right? Or they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm familiar with Second Nature. Um, we don't have budget for this right now. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but if for whatever reason, they don't go that route. Then after I've kind of hit on these four, then that's when I'll get into like, hey, have you heard of second nature? And then um, another kind of way to message people and to utilize um, content is through the use of uh, smart links and sales navigator. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? But before you do, I want to know from our audience, when do you guys like pitching on LinkedIn? Do you guys do it on the first message, the second or third, the fourth or fifth, or the sixth? After six plus messages, you're like, all right, now it's time. I've been holding this in. I'm going to let out a pitch. <laughs> let them hear it. Let me know. Would love to hear from you all. Or maybe some of you guys just don't pitch at all, which is totally fine as well, but would love to know. So Nick, you mentioned having those smart links. 
Can you tell me more about that? What is it and how can you use it in LinkedIn? Yeah. Um, so it's a way to um, send prospects a piece of content um, and you can have one piece of content in there. You could have 20 if you really wanted to. Um, but I, like I have ones for like specific personas because there might be different kind of case studies or um, one pages that I might want to include in there. Um, so instead of having to get their email or including a bunch of attachments, you can just send them the link. Um, and the smart link will tell you when someone's accessed it. Um, so you get a notification in LinkedIn, you usually get an email as well. Um, and then you can see basically like how long the person viewed um, the content. So it's kind of like a playlist of content um, that you can, uh, you can send your prospects. That's super powerful because, you know, I've always been told you want to send valuable things over LinkedIn, things that show they might have interest in, whether it be case studies, whatever it may be. So what you're telling me is smart links allows you to see when they actually look at that, that case study, that image, whatever piece of value you send across to them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I have, like I said, I have my, my certain smart links for certain personas so if i'm sending like a one-to-many video instead of sending a video inside the message i might just include the smart link and then my first little piece of content will be that video for me fantastic i, I really love that guys be sure to utilize this or rewatch this portion of the show you want those smart links in your messaging if you want to be sending value and it gives you so much data you're able to see if they actually viewed it what they found interesting, which smart link or what part of it that they actually navigate to. So you can see what they're interested in and then bringing it up in your future messaging, which can lead to so many more opportunities. So I'm seeing in the chat that people are interested about the connection request, right? So I love that this question got brought up because we're coming right into it. When it comes to the connection request, do you always send one or do you usually leave it blank? And if you do send one, what do you say? Yeah, it's usually about 80 20. So 80% not, 20% yes. Um, okay. And so, like this one specifically, um, I'm mentioning like a certain trigger. Um, so, like reading your careers page, found a few things interesting. Um, well, why I'm prospecting you, but sending an email to expand. So, I'm kind of incorporating that multi channel outreach in this message. Um, and that's why I do same thing like when I drop voicemails. Um, I either point them to my email or I might point to like a voice note that I sent them um, to try and uh, increase my engagement there. Um, yeah, I kind of do the 80-20 rule here. Mm. Um, but another way to increase success is but 80% that you're not sending it make sure that you have uh, your profile headline and LinkedIn kind of filled out. And it shouldn't just be like um, my name and then like SDR manager at Second Nature. Like it's actually got like more detail than that. So people can see not only kind of what what's important to you, but also a little bit on kind of your company. Um, and that way you don't have to include like a more detailed message like in the formal connection request i like that i like that and, and it kind of removes the need for a immediate pitch as well because people can see what they're getting into 
right? They go on your on your profile page. They can kind of tell what it is you're going to do. So they can kind of see, have some expectation before that conversation actually begins, uh, which I think could be very powerful. And speaking of which, I'm seeing here in the poll that we at, we actually had that people like to pitch their services 21% on the first message and around 55% between the two and three messages in. Now, Nick, do you advise that the pitch should be done earlier in the process or more so later? Um, def- definitely later. Okay. Um, yeah, that's like one of my pet peeves is like the second I accept a request and then I get like a sales pitch. Um, yeah, you should at least like thank me for connecting, get to know me kind of a little bit more before you kind of pitch my services or pitch your services. All right. Now I'm guessing that this feeling is very much shared across multiple prospects everywhere. (laughs) Um, when it comes to that first pitch, try to avoid it on the first message guys. If you can really push it along to maybe the fourth message. The main thing that we're trying to stress here is keep it casual. You want to show that you actually care about the person and initiate a conversation that will flow seamlessly into your pitch. And a good way, as Nick mentioned in the past, was to just ask him a question that could be related to your product. And it's, are you using AI currently? You see, and then that will then steer the conversation towards the pitch. And it comes much more naturally than forced, which is very important. So when it comes to this connection request, it's a little bit personalized. And do you find that they're more likely to respond to the personalization? Yeah, especially because I'm adding a little bit of humor to it. So it's kind of, you want to get a little bit of a chuckle. It's kind of similar to like when I'm cold calling someone and I just say, yeah, I'd give you a cold call. What do you say? Let's, let's roll the dice. Would you like to roll the dice with me? You're just trying to get that chuckle. Um, yeah, I'd say for the ones I'm sending here, I probably get a reply maybe 15 to 20% of the time. And usually they, they kind of laugh and, like, oh, I'm not the person or so on and so forth. Much or more receptive. Conversation. Yeah. Much more receptive. It sounds like, well, that's great. I, I love to hear that. Now, let's talk about the in-mail message because we saw some things in the chat here. People are still interested in this. And in-mail, what do you like to send when you actually have one? Yeah, I like to kind of point back to um, any sort of emails that I've sent. Um, so in this case, I'm mentioning they have some SDR job openings. That's just one trigger I'm using. Um, uh, and then like, like similar to the connection request, I'm instilling a little bit of humor into this as well. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't check their emails or, um, so it's kind of hit or miss with this, um, to be honest, but if you're kind of mentioning something very specific, usually the response rates are going to be a bit higher. Love that. Now, I remember you telling me in the pre-call that you actually got this template from Charlotte Johnson uh, and she saw a lot of great success with this. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the key is mentioning something very specific, especially if I know that like that's the person that's hiring for that role. Um, That's obviously going to increase your chances of success. Now, if it's a company where there might be 20 SDR managers, like 
this probably won't be as impactful, especially if I'm sending it to someone who's not even doing the hiring themselves. Mm. Um, so obviously doing, doing your research and doing your homework on the company, um, definitely increases chances of success, these types of messages. Okay. Now let's rewind a little bit back to that voicemail or the, really the voice note. You have a script. Can you break this down for us? How, why have you found this being effective? Yeah. Um, obviously it's a way to stand out. Um, as we saw, not many people are utilizing it. I haven't received very many of these. Um, and then I'm also incorporating my multi-channel outreach within this. So I'm not only thanking them for connecting with me, I'm also referring to other types of things I've, that I've been doing. So I might say, I uh, sent a couple of emails your way. Um, you might've gotten, um, some of my voicemails and then I'm kind of getting into kind of my value prop, um, or pain points. Um, and then I kind of get into kind of how second nature can, can help them out. Um, and I'm saying if you're open to chatting, great. If not, then we'll just, uh, stay connected and leverage our networks. Okay. I like this. You're, you're breaking down basically the value and really how you can help them or really you can help one another and it, just signal it off very um very friendly you know and it'll make me want to reply back and now in this message do you find that tone is very important yes extremely yeah you <laughs> want to come off confident um also if you've done research on the prospect you might be able to figure out kind of what type of personality they are how are they writing things that way you can maybe key in on that and use certain keywords um but uh yeah definitely your, your tone is extremely important here okay now i want to hear from my audience guys what is your biggest frustration with linkedin go ahead and just throw it in the chat is it sending voice notes is it your tone is it getting a reply you know what is it not thinking of the right message let me know would love to see some of these and we'll break it down in the Q&A, which I'm going to very shortly. But before we do, tell me about these video scripts, Nick. Do you send them natively in LinkedIn or do you film them in another location? Yeah, um, usually I film in another location. Now, if, the, if I see that the prospect is extremely active on LinkedIn, I'll probably just do one natively. Um, but typically, I uh, leverage... Uh, which, which is what we use internally. So that way I'm at least getting some analytics on the back end um, in terms of um, success, their viewing it, those types of things. Um, but the video, I keep really short, quick to the point. Because um, obviously these do take time to produce if you're doing one-to-one. -one. I also have the one-to-manys that I use in leverage as well. Um, but then, yeah, I'm just really trying to get them to engage and uh, providing kind of a uh, call to action for them. Okay. I like that. Really the call to action. You want to be able to incorporate everything all within the native video and be able to send it across. It is a different channel and it catches attention. That's one of the main things. Now we do have a little time here for Q and A, but also I want to point out some of these answers in the chat here. One of the biggest issues I'm seeing people have is they end up in the spam section of the LinkedIn messages. You know, that other tab what can people do to make sure they don't end up in that other tab 
Uh, I mean, obviously, making if you're in their first degree network, chances are you're going to go into that right door message folder. Um, usually, when I see them in kind of the other folder, it's usually emails or um, if you're sending message right that some through like a group membership and things like that. Um, and making sure that you're not pitch slapping because you're going to get the other one if people have marked you as spam or you get reported. So, okay. Now, just for the people to know, where can they find you? What is the best avenue to to reach out to you? Yeah, um, I'll, I put my uh, and thank you, Maria, uh, for putting my link there in the chat. But yeah, LinkedIn's the best place to reach me. Um, and like I said, my email inbox is bombarded but yeah i'm always happy to connect with people on linkedin if you have any questions about this or anything else related to um prospecting sales tools sales technology things like that so no i appreciate it fantastic and we have two minutes left so i want to get this question in an anonymous attendee asks sales nav for sending messages or regular linkedin which one should you use for dms definitely regular linkedin um Typically, when you send them through SalesNav, it's going to go into um, an email type of message. So someone may not necessarily see it. Um, and usually those guys can go in the other folder versus the rare LinkedIn. It's going to go to the rare LinkedIn. They're going to see it on their phone. Um, most likely, they're going to get a notification. So definitely, yeah, rare LinkedIn for sure. Fantastic. This has been a fantastic conversation, Nick. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you to everyone in our audience who also was able to engage and reach out. This was fantastic. Now, just to do a quick recap, be sure to reach out on video, voice message, and those DMs. And you got to make sure that you're personalizing and not pitch slapping on the first message, guys. Keep it casual. That's the name of the game until you can introduce the value. So thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace out.